Alright guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com uh, We are back after a week off, a mid-season break if you like Dr. Baines went camping, apparently it was very cold but it sounded like he had good fun anyway uh, This week in part one we are interviewing our good friend Grim Grim makes amazing music, you've probably heard it on the show He's also a really nice guy, we had a really good chat Mostly music related, sometimes just about whatever else we are talking about It's good, you'll like it And then, as is the tradition, we move into some proper filthy rock and roll we've got a whole load of really cool stuff and um, it's really banging to be honest loads of energy in part one this week so i hope you enjoy that um part two's on the way that's also pretty cool it's good to be back thank you so much for listening sharing tweeting sending us emails you know all the stuff that you guys do to engage with the show we really really appreciate that uh, it's great to have so many people um, interacting and listening and sharing the music and enjoying the tunes. So yeah, let's do that right now. Enjoy some amazing independent music by some of the world's best independent artists on newmusicsaturday.com or wherever the hell you're listening to this. Cheers, guys. For businesses around the world, today isn't a restart, it's a rethink. That's why they're partnering with IBM. Retailers are keeping their systems up as millions of orders move online. Call centers are using IBM Watson to manage customer questions with AI. And solutions built on the IBM cloud are helping patients receive trusted information. Today, we're rethinking how business moves forwards. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash smart slash UK to learn more. looked out there and there's puddles of water all over the freaking stage. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I don't want to lie to you, boys. Uh, six days a week, the place is a hockey rink. Yeah, well, this is a rock concert, not the bleeding splish splash show. Everybody's naughty and freeze finish. Welcome to New Music Saturday, hashtag NMS with myself, the Dr. Rock, Dr. Bones, and the guitarist that we wish they were, Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? Good evening, brother. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. We had a nice break last week. Um, I mostly uh, drank wine and watched TV, so it was not dissimilar to a normal Saturday night. Uh, only I replaced music with TV, which was interesting. So that was fun. And uh, all is good. How are you? Um, pretty good, actually. As you know, we took the dogs camping last weekend, and they all did very well because their very first camping trip, and it was kind of Boston's birthday weekend because he turned 11 on Tuesday. Oh, so, 
yeah, he had a, he had a, they all had a good time, you know, and of course, the coldest weekend uh, uh, for the start of the season, you know, like zero degrees, frost warnings, like, oh, for fuck's sakes, like, you know, like, <laughs> but th- thankfully, you know, decent tent, decent air mattress with like really warm sleeping, sleeping bags plus three dogs to keep you warm, right? So we were pretty good, but it was, it was a good time and we left a little early Saturday just because we would have spent the all, all the entire day, like, um, burning the fire and spending money on, on firewood because the place was like about <laughs> 10 minutes away from the city. So still out of the city, but you got to pay for the firewood right there because you're not supposed to bring your own firewood. So either way, so we left early, but no problem. We got a lot of stuff done at home. The dogs were exhausted. So it was perfect. I mean, they got to sit out in the yard with, with uh, the, the, one of my cats who doesn't usually get to go out too often because the dogs bother her. Right. So right. 40 minutes, man, she was having, she was just loving every second of it. And the dogs were just like sound asleep on the couch and so was Kim, right? So now you, you, <laughs> you, you hear about three to four different people, well, things snoring. So now you got Boston and then you got Willa, really kind of stars and then get, got, got, uh, uh, M. So there's, it's almost like, like a harmony, right? So <laughs> is it, I mean, when you say it's a harmony, is, is it musical or? Oh, kind of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but dear. other than that, man, it's been a good week. But let's let's get right to it. We have a musical guest who has not been on the show in about six years when I first interviewed him, and it was just so pumped. So welcome back after a long, long time. Welcome back, Grim, man. What's happening? Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, um, uh, not much is happening. Well, as, as, in fairness, actually, everything's happening because I have a back catalogue of music that I need to get out there. And uh, after lockdown and shit, I finally have time to do it. Um, so yeah, I'm doing that. Right on. Well, man, I was uh, we were kind of just talking before we all got on air here, and I said I remember the first time they interviewed you that you know um, when we talked because the show was starting a little bit later. It's like, are you all right with that? He's like, well, yeah, I think I'm gonna be a rock star. I'm gonna have to deal with these late hours, right? Because it was like two in the morning your time, unfortunately. And uh, but it was still a good time, and I just and I still stick to it. That digital throw up your first EP is definitely by far on my top ten list. Oh well, thanks so much, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a that was a, a, a tempestuous time in my life. That EP, to be honest, like it, I kind of half threw it together. Well, no, I didn't throw it together. I mean, it was uh, <laughs> considered and stuff, like you know. But uh, but it was um, it's well, it's like all my music, really. It's all uh, mining my pain and sorrow. Well, as much pain and sorrow as a middle class white European guy can ever. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I mean we're we're really good at dramatizing it. So uh, so yeah, I mean, and there's more of it to come. Right on. Well, you know what, man? Um, I'll I'll never forget like the the first time I heard a digital throw up. I was like, my god, this is amazing! I gotta get in touch with this guy, and I gotta have him on the show. Like just because, like I've said many times before, that album really reminded me of Nine Inch Nails, like big time. Just the industrial feel to it, the whole thing, and even just the the, the jump he made. From uh, that to uh, no, it's now safe to turn off the computer. First off, very clever title, obviously, especially for the time, right? No, just try to reboot the computer and you're good to go, hopefully. But even uh, that, that was pretty cool. And then he did some remixes. You know, he did a, did a remix of, of Analog Wave song Crawl. And then uh, there's one song that we played uh, tons we love is the song Keeping Two Losers. And so you, you've done quite a, 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 a different a mass of like different uh, um, music kind of either all wrapped up into one or separated, but just going to, you, you've touched on a bunch of different bases and that's what makes a lot of stuff you've done. Like so interesting is because it's not narrowed down to kind of one specific thing. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. I, um, 
I, I think I think I actually got in touch with um, Analog Wave as well through your show. Yeah, oh yeah, oh well, yeah, and uh, yeah, I actually went down and uh, supported them for their EP launch. Oh, yeah, it was, it was an album. It was an album. Launch, it was an really? album. It was yeah, it was, it was a full album. album. Yeah. That was with that Dead Cat Bounce. Yeah, and, uh, it was, yeah, it was yeah. called yeah. Cashmere. Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah, I, 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 I donated to that too as well. So, yeah, great album, man. They're, they're fantastic guys. Yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, I, I, I always think that. Yeah, I, th- I think my thing with uh, with music is is like um, I just I want to hear something that makes me stop in my tracks and go, whoa, what's that? Um, and at the time when I was using, I just discovered all the software uh, for making music. I right. just mostly I concentrated on drums. Everything with me was drums. It was drum samples and drum sounds, and it was just trying to get the weirdest sounds that I possibly could. <laughs> and then I just sort of built the songs on top of that. Uh, and I did the exact same with the remix of that uh, Analog Waves Wave song. I just broke their song down to what it was, the bare bones of the song, right. and then I just did my thing to it, you know, so, um, and I've, I've tried to keep doing that, but I was on a hiatus there for about five years, but, uh, right. but, but, yeah, it's, um, I, I mean, I think what I listen to can often be very similar stuff, right? Um, but when I hear something that just excites me, it's, it's, it's amazing. It is that thing where it's just it's like a noise. It can be a noise or just uh, a note that someone hits with their voice. Or oh, that's so true. Because flying on a guitar. I know exactly what you mean. Because you just got that huge, you get that huge smile on your face. Like, man, this is awesome. Why haven't I heard this before? Or this is this is awesome. Like, I need to share this with like you know like everybody I know to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, like since I, I've been listening to your show as well. Um, you know. Uh, a lot more recently, uh, mainly because you've been playing my stuff, and I'm a, I have a massive ego, uh, <laughs> uh, so that always draws me back. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the amount of new music that I discovered through your show, man, it's unbelievable. I keep adding more and more songs to my Spotify playlists. Um, like I love uh, those fucking snowflakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- those guys are so class. Like, and uh, their stuff is just it's. Every title's funny. Every time I discover a new one of their songs, I turn, to, you know, to my uh, girlfriend Erin, and I say, "Erin, what do you hear this song title?" <laughs> you know, it's like, their song titles are so funny, but their music is actually so fucking good and slick. Um, but uh, uh, I can't remember what my point was. <laughs> Music's awesome. Well, you know, man, do we have uh, a, a new band? Uh, a lot like uh, those fucking snowflakes and the band's called uh, get the fuck out of dodge and th- those guys are, are very cool too so we got a new song we're gonna play later on tonight by them but they uh we got in touch with them and uh yeah badass as hell and it's, it's the same kind of idea but just like punk just raw like short songs but just like straight to the point and there you go yeah you know yeah yeah man there's a the, the, the first uh the first part of new music saturday the, the rock stuff is just it's always so good, man. It's like proper powerful. Nine times out of ten, I have to catch up, uh, uh-huh. like on a Sunday or a Monday. Right. So, so like I will just, you know, because like that, like I, <laughs> I'm proper domesticated at this point. So it's like 
Sunday or Monday morning, I'm out in the kitchen trying to tidy up and clean dishes and stuff. And I just have <laughs> stuff playing. And it's just proper. That first part of the, the New Year's Saturday, that when I'm catching up, it's pure energy. So I'm like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I wore through a pot at one point. So <laughs> rubbing the shit out of it to, to, to help this amazing energetic music. Uh, so, so, frankly, uh, Bones, you owe me a pot. <laughs> Do you know you're not the first person to say that you listen to the show on a Sunday morning whilst doing the washing up? I think that's yeah. that's a thing that a lot of people seem to have in common, uh, which is I don't know, kind of interesting. I mean, I tend to do my washing up on a Saturday night before the show, but maybe I should. Uh, then again, I don't have to listen to it because I'm on it, so maybe I should chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm a lazy bastard, man. You know, so it's like uh, <laughs> what. I'm not. I'm not just a lazy bastard. I also. I have this thing about like. Um. I. I love it when things get to the point where it's almost like, uh, critical mass. You know. So it's like when I start cleaning it up, I see a massive return. Whereas if you're maintaining shit, you never get to see the massive return of when you clean it up and it looks amazing afterwards. You know. So uh, I. I'm. I'm a, I'm a wild man for doing that stuff. I did used to have an ongoing competition with a guy I worked with to see who could be king of the washing up stack. So, um, like, I, you know, I, I sort of cheated a few years ago and bought a dishwasher finally. But before that, uh, we would literally, you know, you, you get to the point where your kitchen's like, you know, sort of bowing under the weight of all the pots and pans and things and you're, you know you're eating out of an egg cup and, and you think okay i'm gonna do this and you do it and then what you have to do those and you don't put things away as you go you you kind of make the the stack um yeah a piece of art basically so you then take a yeah. picture and you send it and then the guy's got to beat it next time um and that, that, yeah. that went on for about 18 months actually it was good um, I think he won because he managed to get one of those big, heavy Le Crucier pots on top of a pile, which I thought was incredible. Oh. Um, also really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the things we do when we're young, eh? There's no question there, young. sorry. Well, <laughs> no, yeah. when we're young, man. I, I mean, I'm still doing... In fact, in fact, I find that I'm doing more and more stupid shit the older I get. You know, like when you when you have a young kid, you sort of have to meet them on their level. So you just, I mean, I I I never found myself dancing around the house like a fucking idiot, flailing my legs and uh, catching myself on door frames anywhere near as much when I was younger. But now I'm just an idiot. Like you know, it's like because uh, because you're proper trying to be cool when you're younger. So the older you get, the less you try to be cool. And, uh, so yeah, but but yeah, that that uh, that dish stacking stuff sounds amazing. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's a uh, I, it's a bit like um, warehouse. Olymp- I used to work in a warehouse. We did warehouse Olympics where you'd have like office chair curling and stuff like that. Right. Um, so it kind of evolved from there. <laughs> oh, curling man, we're back in your uh, neck of the woods, bones. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I can't really do much of that stuff in my my employment because I, I work at the airport, so I, I, I'm very restricted as to what I can do. <laughs> so <laughs> you can do the fastest security check. I don't know. It could yeah. be a competitive environment. But, yeah, but maybe that's maybe that's dangerous. Or, 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 or yeah. at, least, well, at least nothing I'm going to talk about on air because that's that's uh, not, not, <laughs> not not ever going to be discussed because that's yeah. not the place for this. This is a platform yeah. for music, not anything else. So. Yes. Because because you oh, like yeah, to yeah. remain employed, I understand that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, fair enough. Actually, yeah, we did kind of get off off topic here. Um, <laughs> no, it's so fine. Yeah, well, no, man, it, it, that's how the show runs, man. We have a lot of sidetracks, so don't <laughs> worry about that. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to the Simpsons quotes, man, because uh, I've, I've, I've been brushing up my Simpsons quotes. <laughs> well, well give us a couple. Oh, well, uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, please. We're, we we want you to do it. Then I'll go. <laughs> oh yeah, no worries. Uh, well, it just uh, my my. I was just thinking about my favorite uh, Mr. Burns quote the other day, which is when Smithers comes to him and says, "It seems that people see you as something of an ogre, sir." And Mr. Burns says, "An ogre am I? I to club them and eat their bones." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's one of my favorites, Mr. Mr. Burns quotes. Well, it's actually up there with my favorite Simpsons quote, to be honest. Oh. Well, today um, the the one that came on where Homer had to have the the, the uh, um, quadruple bypass. They could afford it, so they go with Doctor Nick, right? And so 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 called one eight hundred doctor. The B is for bargain, you know. <laughs> and or like like Doctor Riviera, Doctor Nick Riviera, please report to Mark. Oh, the Mark! I'm so sick of that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or his old friend, Mr. McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> arm for a foot and arm for a leg. <laughs> oh, oh, such a nice day. I think I'll go out the window. He jumps on the <laughs> Yeah, that's a particularly good one. Especially when uh, Mr. Well, Burns says that Homer. <laughs> oh, exactly, so right? And eff- efficacious, and he doesn't understand it. And he goes, that means you're terrible. <laughs> You know what? One of my favorite ones, and that it came on. It was uh, yesterday because I'll, I'll admit I got Disney's uh, specifically for the Simpsons and Marvel stuff, right? So uh, uh, yesterday I had it in the background. I was doing a few different things, and it was the one where they had the softball team and they, they bring in all of the baseball ringers, right? And yeah. and with Mr. Burns and and Don Mattingly, he's like, I said, Shadow Sapers, not not do this. And he was like, oh. I don't know what you want, Mr. Burns, but but get out of here. You're done. Still looking better than Steinbrenner. <laughs> like the, the old manager, right? Or um, yeah. or uh, Mike Sosha. It's like, um, it's talking, talking to Lane Carl. goes, well, no, it, you, you make one mess up and it presses all over you. And he spills that huge thing of like a toxic waste. Oh, don't worry about it. It's like, oh, man, is this ever sweet? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a particularly good episode as well, man. Uh, and, the Simpsons, basically everything before season 12 was gold. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we we, uh, we were talking about this only a few months ago. Like, that I didn't realize the writing team like completely changed, or it started to change after about season eight or something. And then, yeah, well, because uh, Conan O'Brien was a writer for started. them too. Yeah, yeah. For the first three seasons, yeah, actually. Yeah, and they huh. just kind of all those jokes that build on each other. And all those little reaction shots and stuff kind of disappeared, which is a shame. But then, you know, my, my eldest son's eight, and uh, and I showed him the, the Simpsons movie, which I never really rated. I thought it was about 10 years too late, but yeah. it was all right. But I showed him it, um, I don't know, last, last few weeks, last month or so, and he absolutely loved it, and he's in tears laughing. So you kind of think, well, there's still something going on there that's good. Oh, um, spider pig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious you, you took uh was it five years out did you say you took a bit of a, a break uh and then you're back what why now what what changed what happened um oh god uh well partly what changed was uh i'm not that unhappy anymore 
Um, <laughs> so that 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 was a good thing because uh, I was I was I was really unhappy for years. Uh, I mean, literally the first two EPs that I released, uh, they came out of uh, the breakdown of a really toxic relationship. <clears throat> I remember that. And, I remember uh, that. and I lost, and then I, I I had a daughter with that out of that relationship, and I I literally lost contact with that daughter altogether, completely. And so I was uh, I was I was in a really bad place for a few years, and then uh, I met my current partner Erin, and to be fair, but for the for about the first year, I was in a bad place, but it was a really fun bad place where we were just going about and, and having parties and just really enjoying ourselves. Right, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, but, um, and then, I don't know, just things started picking up because I think Aaron half forced me out of all that, you know, you know that... Uh, self-pity you know where you, you start to love your own self-pity and you become this big weird pathetic mess of a of a human being that uh yeah that, totally. um that is that is just like kind kind of in love with their own sadness it starts and, to define you doesn't that's the thing yeah yeah that's yeah. it man you know so so i did that for a long time and then uh erin got uh, uh pregnant and sort of um i, I always fight I find things like that. Kids, the great thing about kids, like the first kid I had, is that with a kid, that person depends on you. That that little person depends on you. So you have to do you have to do things for that person because they need you. Um, yeah. And and I think there's something freeing about that when you have to face up to your to what you need to do for someone else. It's so much easier than when you have to do it for yourself, right? Because it's like the thing that I always say: as far as I'm concerned, I can go fuck myself. Because, uh, <laughs> I will not do. I will not do the good thing for myself ever. You know, it's like if I'm left to my own devices, I cannot be held responsible for the stupid shit that I will do because because I am just wired to do stupid shit. You know, so. Um, so I've been kind of, it's just, things have been good, and I had all this shit just sitting there, um, and and it was sort of, every time I sat down to try and make m- new music, this stuff, it was almost staring at me, I could feel it sort of staring a hole in the back of my head, so I was like, I have to start releasing this stuff, so I can at least draw a line under it and just move on. Oh, okay, so, that's interesting, so there's, a, there's kind of uh it's it's like a, a there's a bit of closure in there and there's a bit of you know to to progress you have to kind of you know release that um you release the stopcock sort of thing or what, is it a stopcock you know you got something that's holding back and suddenly all this pressure builds up and actually it's quite freeing isn't it like you say kids are good at um helping kind of evoke some of those feelings i think but also there just comes a point when you've had like a terrible relationship or you know someone's died or there's all kinds of shitty situations that unfortunately we all end up in at some point in our lives and there's something about that moment where you can just okay i can move past this by doing whatever it is you need to do in that moment that i think is quite freeing and quite scary at the same time yeah absolutely man it's uh yeah it's freeing and it's scary and it's it's it 
nine times out of ten, it's not even scary or freeing until afterwards when you reflect right. back on it. Because when you're going through it, it's just, well, all this shit is going on. So I, I suppose I better deal with this stuff. Um, but yeah, I just like like I said, that album that I released, uh, the most recent album, uh, the end is not for a while. Um, uh, that is a it's an old album that I recorded a long time ago, and I I literally I just started remixing it. Um, about, about seven or eight months ago, maybe yeah. maybe a little longer, maybe close to a year ago. Um, so wow. I started remixing that to try and just to see what was salvageable from it. Right. And well, I it just sort of it was actually it was quite good. And then I started going back through other stuff. And well, so I, I literally have that, and I have another album, and then I have a load of other songs that I that are just sort of sitting in not in a particular order that I just I need to get out there at some stage oh man you know sorry go ahead so so I started with that album I started with uh, The End Is Not For A While well you know what Um, obviously you know we've been playing uh, a lot of your stuff over the past five years regardless uh, because every time you play these things I'm not sure if he's right from the grave or if he's still going so we're just going to kind of leave it kind of in the middle sort of thing and we played, obviously, we played um, um, Keeping Two Losers a few times, and obviously, um, Quick Nobody Smile, and a few others off, off of uh, Digital Throw. But we always kind of kind of kept, kept the music alive, so to speak. And, uh, I mean, moving to the new stuff, I remember, because I was thinking about it, because um, on one of my hard drives, some of the stuff got erased by accident. It's like, oh, man, it's like, oh, I hope I saw this tune, or at least you can still find it. So I went to SoundCloud, and then it's like, I saw this stuff. It's like, well, well, this is new. This is amazing. And then that's when I got in touch with these. Like, like, man, are you still going? I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, fucking right. I'm so pumped. Like, Yeah, I was, uh, was sort of, um, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was in two minds about whether or not to get back in touch with you as well, dude. Because I just, I, I felt it was a bit presumptuous to just out of the blue just go, uh, yeah, remember me? Uh, I've been away for like five years. Um, but I've got new stuff. Do you want to, do you want to, you, you know, uh, promote me, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> I like, I, I just felt like a bit of an uh, asshole to do that and stuff. Well, no, man, um, that's so what we're all about, though. My way back into things. Like, I, man, I, I, I would just chip in there and say that if any band is listening to this and is in that situation, just send us the music. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not about promoting; it's about enjoying and sharing. And yeah, you know, so, we're all about. Yeah, totally. Um, I did have a, a question about. I mean, I love the new album. I think it's really, really good um, in so many ways. But I've really realised in the last, uh, well, maybe the last week where I've listened to it um, quite a bit, because obviously, you know, I'm a professional. I do a preparation for the interview. Um, but, <laughs> but I've noticed some lyrics, some of the lyrics just really stand out. There's a line that's something like, um, what is it? Stand around, folks. Watch me eat my own words or something like that. That always really gets me. And um, there's loads of, of different um, kind of cool lyrics in there and I'm just curious do you have a favorite lyric or a favorite track or a favorite piece of this especially given what you were just saying about it kind of being old and then um you know revisited is there is there something you look at now where you go wow that was amazing um yeah well I um I uh I, it, it's interesting that you uh point out that lyric you know standard and folks watch me own words um uh, because the next lines after that are uh, big, uh, stand around folks watch me eat my own words 
because with all I've said, it's no less than I deserve. Um, it's it, yeah, the, the lyrics of that song are like sort of that's my pride of the album. All right, uh, which, which, which is um, um, I'll tell you what's fair. Um, I love the lyrics in that song because they're so kind of self-deprecating and um, so part, part of the whole thing of the, the album in general was was to kind of um, highlight how um, self-indulgent it is to be self-pitying. So it's like, you know, when you're sitting around feeling sorry for yourself after something bad happens, it's like, you know, you know, take, look at yourself. I mean, you're you're sitting there and you're pitying yourself when something bad has happened, but you know this isn't helping anything. Get get up off your feet and you know do something. There you're sitting there. So uh, that's the whole point of the whole album. Um, as far as uh, favorite track on the album, um, I, uh, I I really like Bones, but the main reason that I really like Bones is that uh, a friend of mine guested on it. He added some guitar and then he did some backing vocals for it and I think that the song ended up much better than I expected because nice. of what he did um, uh, his, his, he just he's one of these guys that's uh, it's, it's a, a guy called Connor Hutchin and uh, he's a musician as well in his own right he's got a load of stuff if you look him up um, Hutch he goes by um, it's all very um, acoustic kind of stuff that's it's like got that kind of uh, Irish folk feel like Damien Rice or um, right. Glenn, Glenn Hansard or whatever. Nice, but nice. yeah, but he but he's he's just he's kind of a savant in what he does because he just knows his instruments so well and he he knows harmonies and he knows vocals so well that he just came in uh, on this particular day to work on this song and he sat down and he just started playing the guitar and it was perfect what he was playing over the top of what I had already done. And I just went, I just had to hit record then and there and went, you know, that was perfect. And then he started recording back and vocals. And again, it was just like, this was stuff off the, almost off the top of his head. And he oh, just wow. did it and it was perfect. And it was like, uh, the song wouldn't have been half of what it was if it wasn't for this guy, you know? And uh, that's, so that's one of my favorites on the album, just for the sake of that because it was a song that I didn't really know what to do with. And when he came in, he just sort of resolved it for me. Right. I love that. Yeah. There are, there are moments in every every songwriter's um, kind of career, if you like, that where I think something like that happens. Um, I, notoriously, I never really finished songs. I, 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 mean, I, used, I used to when I was a teenager. I used to write, you know actually funny enough lots of self-indulgent kind of shit but um as i realized i was always better in a band i kind of I, i'll write something because i know that someone else in the band can build on that and that will always make it better i love those experiences i think they're amazing oh absolutely man that's 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 the it is the beauty of of going out and playing music with other people and it's, it's a thing that i wish i could tell every musician it doesn't matter how terrible you think you are or how much you think you should improve just try and forget all of that and just go out there and play with other people because everybody else feels exactly the same way you do they think they should be able to improve they should be better than they are and when they go into a room with other people they see other people playing and they they think well look at what that guy can do you know um, how, how can i play with him and every musician is thinking that so yeah. 
when you get into a room with another human being and start playing music, even if it's even if it doesn't work, um, it's it's still you still you've still both le- first of all you've both learned that it doesn't work that you don't have uh, the type of chemistry that will allow you to make music together in that way maybe, yep. but when you get into a room with another human being and you have that chemistry where you can make music with another human being or another group of human beings, there is no other better feeling because it's like, it's 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 language, talking to someone, having a conversation with someone will never get to that point. It will never be as good as when you can not talk to someone and just play with them. Uh, it's and incredible, I, yeah. Yeah, and I think musicians should just not be scared to go out there and make a an absolute tit of themselves just to find that, you know? I, I want to pick up on two things and what you just said. So one is that um, you said, if I could tell every musician this, a little known fact is that every musician in the world listens to this show. So you just did. <laughs> just tell them. Just did. Um, but the, the second thing, I know I, I really relate to that. I used to, um, well, quite a few years ago now, but I used to regularly go to an open mic night right in the centre of Brighton in a great pub called The Fiddler's Elbow. It was ran by some really good people on a Sunday night. We always used to get far, far too drunk for a Sunday night. Um, But it was always really fun uh, just as you're sitting there watching other people and you see someone one week and then after they play, you go, hey, do you want to to try something together next week? And and they would go and come up with something and you'd have a chat in the week and whatever and then you'd go and do it. It would probably be the first time you'd done it together, maybe apart from, you know, you met up on the beach or in a living room somewhere or whatever. Um, and most of those collaborations didn't really work, like because it's really hard to just force that chemistry. But they all sounded okay, and I always learned something. I remember playing. I did a version of um, King of the Swingers with this guy who was a fantastic jazz guitarist, and I was like, I cannot do anything that's going to add anything to this apart from maybe write a bass line. He was like, Go for it, and we did this thing, and it was just so much fun and so cool. I learned nothing about how to play jazz guitar, but I completely knew. I suddenly kind of got something about different rhythms and uh, playing with other people. I just love those moments. I, I absolutely encourage, obviously there's a pandemic and no one can see each other at the moment, but in, in normal times, I encourage right. people to just go and find people to play with because it's great. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's within the culture of Ireland, you know, here where I'm from. Uh, it's one of the great things that we are kind of taught from the get-go is, uh, you know, because Irish trad music is basically just a load of, you know, like, say, four or five guys that might not know each other beforehand turning up at a pub and just playing something because it's all fairly simplistic. It's all based around very simple chord changes in very simplistic keys, and uh, you might have one or two of them that are, that have pretty... Uh, that are pretty proficient at their instruments so that they can play what is considered the real and um, you know do that whole you know fast kind of melodic thing going on but right. it's, it's fairly simplistic so you know, it's, it's within our culture where you know guys should get together whether or not they can play that well or not because well it's, it's all down to the um, you know, I no disrespect yourself, Mike, but it's all down to the fact that you know the Irish for so long were under the yoke of the English, the English, and they they didn't give us anything, and we were over here, and all we had was music and booze, so we made the best of that. But my entire family's Irish, so there's no <laughs> <best of it. laughs> yeah. all right. Well, 
I knew that as well. I was just like, <laughs> I had to I had to bring in the angry Irish guy rant just just once during the interview, you know. I mean even though even though I don't believe in it at all and uh, and obviously I, I am not that way inclined, but I'm sometimes it's wrong way. I mean, you know, I was expecting <laughs> All right. Well, um what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick little break here and we're gonna play uh the remix of four objects that you sent us last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Grim, so we're gonna play that right now. So here we go with Grim and Born Objects. Take this. Better view. I lean against these 
Right on. That was grim and foreign objects off the, the new album. <laughs> the end is not for a while, but this is a little bit of a remix. So, man, this is a great tune. I love the original, but I love the remix even better. And uh, vocally and musically, it just, it just, man, it, it's, it's, it's really, it's got that tripped out, we'll call it a bit of a cosmic ethereal edge to it. Uh, meaning like, you know, kind of, kind of spacey sort of thing, but, but just even, even your higher pitches, like it is like, uh, when I first started listening, I never would expect that out of you. And it sounds so good, man. Oh yeah. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, the, the, I, I always love your, uh, adjectives that you use to describe any music, man, because, uh, they're always, not anything like what I would use to describe music. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it all like all that stuff is just experimentation with uh, new media that I find. Right. Um, well, you know, I being... oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, it's because I try. Yeah. I try to be direct at the point, and I try to think the best way to describe it that will kind of um, so people will kind of understand what I'm talking about and. A lot of times, like, I, I got switched up a little bit, but I just want to make sure people kind of are focused on listening. So this is what I mean. So just, just because it's tripped out doesn't mean it's it, it, the tripped out to be on various levels, sort of thing. That's why. No, I'm sorry, going a little more in depth because you no, know, I, I don't want to blanket everything. You know? Oh yeah, but I mean the 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 way you categorize things, I always find is a uh, is helpful. You know, the, the the way that your show goes in two parts, and you have the rock part. In, in, in the first half, and then the second half, you call right. it tripped out. I, I, I kind of, when you say tripped out, which is not a phrase that I would have used before, I understand exactly what you mean. So I can sort of, it, it helps to categorize stuff, and um, it, it helps to blend things together. Right, um, okay. when, you, right. when you hear all the different uh, types of music that you play in the second half, uh, I, I find that's quite helpful, actually. But, uh, Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the the, uh, the the second half always throws up something that is um, surprising and wonderful, right? Um, uh, which, which I love. Um, I, 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 sorry, I, I know you asked me about uh, my song, and I know I'm getting a little off topic here, but it's just I, I did want to. Just one of the artists that you have been playing recently is uh, Steph Copeland. Right. Oh yeah. No, she and, and she's Canadian too. But I was kind of funny enough. So. Yeah, yeah, and she's uh, she is not what I would expect on your show. Right. It's, you know, but her, some of her music is, is wonderful, and it's so so beautifully produced. I I don't know if she produces herself, but I, or if it's someone else. But either way, I would love to talk. Well, to yeah. Well, we're we're hoping for. Yeah, we're hoping for an interview because she's actually in Wallaceburg, which is about an hour and a half away from where I am in Ontario, in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got uh, um, introduced to her uh, via a Dave from the Guaco Project, and you know, so he introduced me to her, like, well, the music that wise. So he's talked to her a few times, and uh, so we're gonna try to get uh, um, her on for an interview when she's ready. But it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's just especially like. I mean, we, we try to be very diverse uh, on the show to a point, and and again, it comes down to we're playing what we like. So, but it doesn't mean we've got narrowed down to a certain genre. I mean, there's there's umpteen different genres out there that we try to kind of span out. But again, if we don't like it, it's not because we don't think there's talent behind it. It just means we don't we don't 
necessarily appreciate the the, the 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 song itself, but we appreciate the talent. But you know, it's, it's not a fair it's not a fair uh, um, review. If we want to we want to if we're gonna play the song, we want to like everything about the song as well as the band, and not uh, quote unquote blow smoke, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a place for everything everywhere, isn't there? Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. Sorry, I, I think that genuinely is, and I think there's no such thing as bad music. But what we found is that we have very similar and also very broad tastes, which which kind of helps when you're doing something like this. Um, and that categorization is, you know, we're really lucky in that we get loads of really good rock and punk and indian metal and all kinds of artists submit tunes and then we also get all this other stuff that ranges from electronic to whatever um right. it's kind of like oh actually well those submissions are coming in let's let's do that because that kind of works that um that split um, which is cool um i was just gonna say one of the one of the words that i think i've used a couple of times about um about some of your music is primal like you have that uh, you mentioned that it start. You mentioned earlier about starting with the drums and it all being about the drums, but definitely you can feel, like in that in foreign objects we just played, you can feel that kind of. <clears throat> I read something that said that music is estimated to be around fifty uh, fifty thousand or fifty five thousand years old, um, and and that probably was you know people banging on trees and creating rhythms to start with kind of thing, and obviously it's built up quite a bit from there. But I, it's so innate and it's so primal, and I love that because it gives you this really raw base and then you just build these wonderful compositions on top of it i think it's amazingly clever to be honest with you and um, but also you come out with some great stuff it's a great kind of sound to have well thank you so much again man yeah i actually it, it just when you said that it kind of reminded me of something you said um a few weeks back uh you compared my music to tom waits Yes, and yeah. you have no idea how chuffed I was when you said that because I literally had Tom Waits tattooed on my arm. No way. Yeah, Tom Waits is like one of my ultimate guys. Like, um, like uh, I always say that uh, I don't necessarily believe in a god, but as close to a god that I have is Tom Waits. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, I lo- I, lo- I mean, I was brought up on Tom Waits. My father was a Tom Waits fan, so. Yeah. Um, I was brought up on his music and just everything about everything that he does, I just think is just is I, I, I wouldn't even try and emulate, but it influences everything I do, you know, because but again, like you said, because uh, I say I started out in the drums and everything with Tom Waits, it's the same thing. It sounds primal. Yes. Um, and I yeah. think I think music, I think the best music does sound primal, though, you know, um, oh, definitely. I mean, if you listen to you know any kind of um, you know blues roots music, it, it's that, that that stands out, isn't it? And you know the, the difference between that and music thousands of years old is the invention of the electric guitar. But at the heart of it, it's all about the rhythm, isn't it? And that's that's what's so beautiful about you know that oh, and all sorts of other music. You know? Oh, definitely, man. Absolutely. It's like uh, I, I was um, I was playing almost exclusively in a blues band there for. A couple of years um, before I started back up with the Grim stuff, and I, I'm a bass cool. like so. I, I I mean I originally started out in piano, but uh, I was a bass player for years. Bass nice. was my like bass was what I loved. I loved playing bass, man. You know, um, and so I was a bass. I was the bassist in the band, and if you're the bass player in the band, you're automatically in the rhythm section. So I thought I was just there, right next to the drummer, and we were just we were crafting the the basis for the entire 
everything else that went on top, you know, and uh, it, it is primal. It, there is something primal about that because, <laughs> because half the time we were improvising, so what, you have to work with yeah. this, 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 you know, weird uh, 16-limbed ape that's behind a fucking blanket, you know, it's like, and you, you have to work with this guy, and it's like, and there, there's a camaraderie that's built up there, because um, everything's about the rhythm, everything is about the rhythm, um, and, and yeah, I love that, I think I, I think I love that most about music, um, for instance, like, I think it's, it's one of the reasons that I love the band Tool so much, right. because they, they don't... Uh, everything's in the same key. It's all in the, the fucking same key. It's all based around the very same musical ideas, but the rhythms are always different. Oh, yeah. seven, Every time you listen to them, what you were going to say, seven four, were you? Yes, seven four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or even even better than that than Jambi nine four. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> it's just they they just they just go well. Music's finite. Music has a limit, so we're just going to fuck around with rhythms. And I think, <laughs> I think I think that's just a beautiful thing, man. You know. Well, man, I hate to cut this short, but we are are, are out of time, and we'll definitely uh, pick this up again uh, in another month or two. We'll get you back on the show and continue on. But, man, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's been so long. And it's been such a good time to have you on. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, having me, I, I enjoyed this thoroughly. Man, it's been a real pleasure. It's been absolutely brilliant. To I feel like every interview we have, we always say at the end, "Oh, we could talk to that person for hours and hours and hours." And this is this is absolutely no different. It's amazing. So thank you for coming on the show, man. No problem, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to part two. Yeah, well, man, we'll keep touching. We'll talk to you very soon. I promise you that. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, man. We have a great night. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys, and. Uh... Well, I'll hear you again in part two. Like, it, 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 you'll, <laughs> you'll think I've gone, but I haven't gone anywhere. I'm still listening. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Well, we're gonna we've got a few uh, few tracks of part one. We're gonna crack on with some rock and roll, and then we'll go into uh, some rabbit hole madness. So, yeah, uh, yeah grab us, grab a drink. Uh, yeah. we'll, know, we'll, we'll be able to feel your presence, man. We'll know you're there. <laughs> Wait, Eddie. Good luck, guys. <laughs> good man. All right. Have a good night, man. Thank you so much. Good night, Bonesy. Right. Good night. All right, guys. That was uh, a great interview with Grim. I'm going to call Mike back right now because obviously you know we how it works. So let's go one second here. But we had a great time. Hey, buddy. Hey. So, man, that was so much fun. We obviously could have gotten a lot longer, but we got some music to get to. But what a great time. And, and man... It's like I picked up right where I left off with them six years ago. <laughs> oh man, yeah, there's a good you two. Are good, good, good. Uh, I can't speak. You two, you guys have got great chemistry. Like, um, he's he's so easy to talk to, isn't he? He's such a nice guy. Oh yeah. Uh, I just sat back and listened for the first half of that. I was just like, it's great. This is like listening to the show. This is yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, cool. What an amazing guy. What what a brilliant story and you know, brilliant music and everything. It's, it was fantastic. And what a, what a perfect name for the EP. The end is not for a while. <laughs> yeah. <I like> yeah. That. <laughs> so man, we're going to kick off part one. Um, well, after the interview and we're kicking off yeah. with a band called High Front from Ottawa. And uh, no, it's it. Thanks for uh, uh, including us or having us and we love it and like I said I'm Canadian obviously you know Mike's Irish but living in England in England so and 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 and
So, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. But either way, point being is, you know, like I know I put us, well, of course, no, and then especially because you're, you're Canadian, but no, all the love across the world to all the bands out there. I just kind of made a point because obviously I'm seeing here in London, Ontario, and Canada. So uh, that's why I put that up there. So here we go. And we're going to kick it off with, with getting a good schmuck to the face and kicking the balls with a band called High Front and a song called Satisfy Your Guilt. Dig this. Front with Satisfy Your Guilt, a band from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And man, what a great tune. And these guys have sent us such 
great tunes over the past like roughly about a year or so. And this is no different, man. It's just nice and heavy, and just uh, just you, it's got that kind of metal kind of um, uh, grunge hard rock as well mixed in with it. And what a great I just was just thinking how to classify or how to de- describe it, but either way, it's a great tune. And yeah, it's got that that like I said, hard rock, but mixed with alternative uh, a punk in there as well. But it, it just the vocals are great, and just just heavy and raw. And yes, you know, I'm like awesome. Dude. <laughs> oh man, I mean that the guitar tone was lush, wasn't it? It was like this heavy, um, like you say, grungy, uh, kind of almost almost pushing towards fuzz and the bass just sat under it perfectly and then it's kind of had this like quite bluesy you know lots of bends in the guitar solo and stuff like that it's just oh filth pure filth and a great way to kick off um i guess part 1b i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah absolutely fantastic man that was seriously good um i love that and you know i was just reflecting i really 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 i can't say enough how much i enjoyed that interview grim that was great fun Oh, I totally agree. And you know what? I, like, I, th- I thought the same thing when I read them the first time, and just like it was just so much fun. And like it was, it was actually about an hour, maybe a little bit over that, honestly, just because the NMS was it wasn't what it is now. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't actually NMS at the time; it was just it was just an interview, right? So, but it was still a great yeah. time, a lot of fun. So next up, man, is a new band called Blame the Sacred, and the song is called The Violets.
Ida Hun blamed the sacred with the violence. And man, when I just I just kind of dawned on me now as listening to his listening having a closer look or sorry, closer listen. It's like, you know what? They actually really remind me of Stained uh, from like their, their first big album, Dys- Dysfunction. I mean, oh, that, no. that wasn't their first album because they had two albums previous to that. The Dysfunction was the first one that made them uh, famous with like Mud Shovel, that sort of thing. But yep. man, what a great tonality to that song. Like the vocals were great. I just, just nice, raw, like heavy. And it's like, like I said, I thought of Stained like pretty much right away, but great tune. Love that one. Did the what was was that album? Was that the one with outside on it? Uh, that uh, no, that was that was Twelve Shades of Grey. That was the next one. Oh, okay, all right, fine. That's that's kind of when I heard of what well, first heard of thing. Um, man, that was brilliant. I think, I mean, like off air, you, you mentioned it sounded a bit like Disturbed, and that yes. really stuck with me. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. I have got that kind of thing going on it. I love again, like the heavy, distorted guitar. That one's clipped really high as well, so it's just kind of really um, squished and metally, and just sounds absolutely lush in a completely different way to the um, you know, to the previous band, which is just a you know, big, open, valvey sound. That's like really pressured and metally, and it's great. Uh, isn't it amazing what you can do with six strings and a bit of wood? It's, oh it's man, absolutely. Incredible. And the, <laughs> and like like I told you, they're yeah, absolutely right. They do have like a a strong like it will sound like influence from Disturbed, and that's awesome. I love that band too. And I saw them live, especially when they did their uh, their their cover of Hollow Out Shout. Right. So. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, man. So we're gonna keep things moving here. We have a brand new Alan Morrissey again off uh, his album Korea Block. And he mentioned, he says, well, you know what? I kind of feel like a house band now just because we play him so much, right? Well, it's like, well, dude, right. your, your, your tunes are awesome. This gives you a chance for more people. Let's do it. So it's a win, 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 win. So here we go with Alan Morrissey <laughs> off his new album, Korea Block. The song is called Fresh Kills. Dig this. <laughs>
Right on. Alan Morrissey, who is considered, considered himself a house band for NMS, which is awesome. But that's <laughs> off his brand new album, Korea Block. The song's called Fresh Kills. And uh, his son, Michael Ferris, said, this is the guitarist that people wish that they were. It was Alan Morrissey. Because yeah. That's just such a badass tune. The soloing was amazing. And this whole album is just fantastic. I mean, we've been fortunate to me send this stuff to us before this album came out. But... Man, I just, I just, I can't say enough good things about this guy. I mean, the, the talent is just, is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's just like, I mean, the house band anywhere never sounds that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's another one though where the, the storytelling is just amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's real drama in everything he plays, and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up, and then it goes into this mad, shit hot, shredding, finger tapping craziness. And you're like, whoa, okay. And then it ends. You're like, whoa, where did it go? It's incredible. What a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guitarist. What a brilliant tune. I love that. It's really made me smile. You could probably hear me smiling. Yeah, I, really yeah, I... <laughs> mask or no <laughs> mask? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, personally, I might be no good son of a bitch, but you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, so man, next up we get brand new Jupiter and Velvet. He sent sent this to us uh, last week, so last week we were off air, obviously because I was um, on the camping trip. But uh, he sent the email along and he said, "Well, you know, like I hope I'm not uh, kind of overwhelming you with these songs." Like, well, no, no, man, for sure. So brand new Jupiter and Velvet one's called "Not Again." <laughs> Take this. <laughs> Jupiter in Velvet with Not Again and man what a great song and that's probably one of his, one of, uh, one of his shortest songs but still a great tune man I love the vocals it just got that 60s 70s vibe to it vocally and and uh, instrumentally because it got a lot of kind of punk to, uh, punk uh, influence in there as well 
But man, just with a little sprinkle of 80s and 90s in there as well, like holy crap, this guy is gold. And this is one guy we've been working on for years. We need to get out for an interview at some point. Oh, we really do. We really do. Uh, I love that. It's kind of fast-paced garage punk. Um, it reminded me of uh, of one of my uh, original kind of DIY heroes, if you like, the Buzzcocks. I'm sure they were one of the first bands to sort of, you know, print their own records and set stuff up. Obviously, I'm far too young to have seen them the the first time round. But in the 90s, my dad bought the singles album, which had all the Buzzcock singles, and it kind of changed my life. I think I heard them before I heard Nirvana. Like that's uh, nice, which you know was pretty amazing, really. Uh, that and Paul Weller's. Um, uh, I can't remember what the album was called. Something wool it had pink on white walls. It also. Anyway, they were two albums that my dad bought. I was like, "Wow, you're pretty good, Dad. Good taste." <laughs> and then he also bought Best of Motorhead, and then nice. we went and bought the whole Motorhead back with catalog and Best of Black Sabbath. Like, man, my dad's alright. Anyway, this is about <laughs> Jupiter and Velvet, and he's incredible as well. And I love that. Yeah, like I say, fast-paced kind of garage punk. I love it, mate. Right on, man. So next up, we have brand new. Get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> and this song's called Let's Get Fucking Physical. Dig this. <laughs> Just this week because it's such a short song, but it's a band called Get the Fuck Out of Dodge, and the song's called Let's Get Physical. And man, holy, like uh, the 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 influence from the Sex Pistols, I uh, really stood up big time for that song. Like, what a great tune, vocally just thrash punk. But man, I really heard a lot of Sex Pistols in that tune. It's awesome, so cool. I love this band. Man, yeah, <laughs> it's a fantastic, fantastic tune. I love how short that was. That's proper, proper punk, isn't it? It's uh, been like kind of minor threat and all those sorts of uh, those sorts of hardcore bands that had really short, fast songs. Um, yeah, it's cool. I love the guitar. I mean, the fuzz on that. I bought a couple of new fuzz pedals recently just nice. to sort of play around with, and man, I am enjoying the fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that sounds. There's nothing sinister or innuendo about that. <laughs> no, 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 of course not. You know what? And uh, man, just a quick note here. Uh, High front uh, commented, and it's just so funny too. And they actually have a point. And they said, "Quote: Does anyone else hear a Seth Rogen essence of Doctor Bones laugh?" Question mark. And not saying that because he's Canadian. <laughs> and uh, point taken because uh, I'm just sort of laughing because she close by. She's like, "Oh yeah." The law kind of says it all, right? So, brilliant. Well, yeah. I mean, 
yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, next up we have brand new Metal Birds. And I did tweet them about uh, a week or two ago when they said, oh, the new album comes out on October, uh, I think it's the 3rd, which is the Saturday. It is, actually, yeah, it is a Saturday. So I said, yeah. interview, question mark? Because, okay, we'll keep you posted. We'll let you know. So we potentially might have an interview with Metal Birds next weekend. Nice. That would be, be amazing. Yeah, exactly. It would be fun as hell, right? But yeah. in the meantime, here's one of their newest singles from their brand new album. This is the Metal Birds and Tell Me. Dig this.
Right on. That was the Metal Birds with Tell Me. And first off, first and foremost, vocals, effing stellar. Those were amazing. She has such a great voice, but what a great mix. And that was like, I want to say, but like a, a kind of country rock mix, which normally we, we kind of stray away from, and not because there's not talent behind it, just because normally speaking that... I should say, generally speaking, it's not stuff we gravitate towards, but this is a great tune, and the Bellbirds have been an awesome support of the show for a while, especially it's been their tunes, so like we're hoping, and we'll hope to hear back from them uh, about next week, because that's when their new album comes out, next uh, Saturday, October 3rd, which is also, by the way, my niece's uh, first year, uh, or her first uh, birthday, so Eva. Oh, nice. So... Uh, a lot of things going on in that series. So, but great tune, and the vocals were phenomenal. Really enjoyed those. And just what a great mix. It just had that alternative country pop rock mix, man. And it actually sounded really good. You know, it wasn't kind of kind of like a generality, uh, for the lack of better words. Yeah, totally. I mean, it had the, the country vibe in the way that, like, Leonard Skinner does and yeah. bands like that. You know what I mean, like, it wasn't like, you know didn't have one of those lap steel things. Although I quite <laughs> like that actually. But yeah, no, it did. It totally had that country rock vibe. It had that little squeal, that guitar squeal in the chorus where she sings something and it goes, and you're like, oh, uh, which is quite exciting. And then the, the kind of mid-late breakdown, whatever you call that <clears throat> bit before the solo, I thought was just, that was a lesson in songwriting right there because that just totally, you know, if you're like, oh, this is a bit verse chorusy, and then, and you're like, oh, what's that? And it just really engaged. She really got me um, right at the right moment. And the solo was amazing. I mean, brilliant guitarist. Oh, yeah. Just, you, know, you know, wow. And um, just, just the fact that uh, yeah. they're such huge fans of our yeah. show as well, and we, we totally appreciate that. And so much, thank you so much for the, all the retweets, the, the favorites, and the plugging your show. We really appreciate that because you guys are awesome. And, uh, it's nice to have you guys as support for the show. 100%. All right, Mr. Mike, we have um, two more songs to get to for part one tonight. Next one up is a brand new Ron Bowes. This is off of the soon-to-coming-out album called Kiss My Ass. Anyone <laughs> got a picture of a donkey, obviously. But, um, well, I mean, obviously, but you know what I mean. So um, this was, uh, uh, he sent us before last week's show that we didn't do because we were off, right? And then right. he said, well, he sent us a new one this week. He's like, oh, we got a new one. And so Bo did the cover. He's like, oh, man. He's like, man, which one do I do? I was like, oh, like, <laughs> it's like, like, do I want to do this one? And they'll play, and I kind of said, you know what? We'll play the show off. Oh, play the show. We'll play the song off. Kiss my ass. Off his new album coming out, and then we'll do his Bo Diddley cover next week, which is, by the way, it's, it's fucking amazing. Like, he, nice, nice. You have to respect Ron Bowes and his musicianship, like vocally and 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 guitarist. Like, he just one of those kind of kind of specials kind of guys that you know what you, you'd love to sit down and jam with him, and, you, and you'd learn so much just with within an hour, no no problem, right? Oh man, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean that you know it, it, that's exactly what Grim was saying, though, wasn't it? Like just you, that feeling. I mean, like a year ago, you, you were over here, or just just over a year ago, you yeah. were over here. We had a bit of a jam. We ended up doing an open mic night together. It was great, just like to learn a different song and to play together. I just loved doing that. Ron Bose is one I would love to play with. Like, oh was, yeah, I mean, for sure. What a guy! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because we got to, to play Allison Chains and Nirvana and. And I was thinking, I was like, well, because uh, initially, because it's, it's actually not a hard song to play, but 
Um, I was there's two that I was like I thought about. I was like, oh, maybe we'll all do this another time. And one was a song called "It's Over Now," author's self-titled album. And it's also on the Unplugged. Yeah. And there's also um, what's the other song I was thinking of? Uh, blanking on right now, but I'll think of it soon. So that's not important. But either way, "Over Now" is one of the best ones. And and as those because the last self-titled album. Was pretty yeah. much all Jerry Cantrell, and because because yeah, obviously yeah. Lane Staley was having problems with his addictions, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. either way, still a great album, but you know. So uh, there you have that. So we have two more songs to get to tonight. So brand new Mr. Ron Bowes off his album "Kiss My Ass" with a picture of donkeys. That's what we're talking about. Here we go with a song <laughs> called "Contradictions." Take this. <laughs>
right on. Ron Bowes and Contradictions and Men. What a great blues rock song that was. And we interviewed him not too long ago with uh, um, Gary, who is who is a uh, um, rocker heart, uh, as opposed to Heart and Bowes. And uh, they were a lot of fun. And so, uh, and you know, it just you have so much more appreciation after you talk to them and you listen to music because that much more in depth. But what a great tune! Absolutely loved it. Yeah, man, that is a fa- <laughs> sorry. I wasn't expecting you to finish so early. I was just drinking and then choking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll start that again. You, um, you talk so much, you don't shut up. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> me? My God. No, well, not you and me, but uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, man, you're absolutely right. Talking to Ron Bays was and and um, Rock a Heart, obviously, but. It's just brilliant, isn't it? You get these insights into people and you know their way of thinking, their view of the world, and how they write stuff. You, you just learn so much. I love the interviews on the show. Um, I love that tune. It's like got that funk blues thing going on. It's quite Stonesy, like Rolling Stonesy. I mean, um, yeah, it's, that's just a great track. I think that album's really solid. Actually, I think that's a good. Um, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about the album cover, but I think it's a fantastic. Um, I'm glad he went the way that we, you know, with the donkey. I think it could have been, you know, not very tasteful. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it's great. It's, it, I mean, it's a really, really good album. Um, you know, we always say he's super talented because he really, really is. But it's the diversity, you know, just the, the different styles and all the stuff he does. And they're all kind of rooted in, you know, blues and rock and roll and, you know, just, yeah, I don't know, just kind of classic stuff that we all love. But then he goes off in different directions. Um, you know, Martin uh, from uh, from Dylan T is similar uh, in that respect. You know, one, one minute it's country and then it's funk and then it's folk or whatever. But it's all rooted in these really, um, you know, classic bluesy uh, kind of undertones, which is fantastic. Well, I say Dylan T, but he's not called that anymore. He's called Taylor the, Man. Well, yeah, and, and meanwhile, your brain's trying to process all this stuff. So it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like just explodes all these different sounds, right? Which is amazing. So. And speaking of which, um, real quick before we get our last song for part one, uh, on Friday morning, um, as people, uh, most people know, I work mainly overnights. So, you know, I come home, I sleep for a few hours, get up to the hotel for a walk, and then I'll do whatever, and then I'll get go back to sleep sort of thing. And I was playing guitar the other day, so I was like, no, it's, can I, I, get a, can I can I get a chance on and off to play it? I was like, you know what? I'm going to down tune to a D, and I'm going to capo it. And I was like, Man, this actually sounds pretty badass because, like, I down to my low E to a D, and then yeah. I capoed that, and I started playing. I was like, huh, this is actually pretty cool because I hadn't really sat down and got a chat for a while because I'm working on a few songs. So I'm working on a song that I want Dave from the Guaco Project to sing, but then I'm also working on stuff that I can have Operation Neptune Spirit kind of take a hold of and kind of put his twist on as well, as well as Stu mixing some stuff. So there's, there's uh, quite a few projects somewhat on the go right now. And I finally got a chance the other day. It's like, man, like this is so cool. I haven't got a chance to do this in a while. I was really enjoying it. So uh, hopefully, let's say another few months, we'll have new stuff come out. But we'll see what happens there. But can you um, can you kind of call this collaboration project thing that you're doing something cool like Breakfast with Bonesy or sure have like a really cool kind of slightly off the wall name? I think that would be really good. Oh man! Oh toy for sure. Toy toy that. You should, you should do it. We, honestly, we'll, we can play it on the show. 
obviously. But you know, we can, it's like we we can market this man breakfast with Bones. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be cool. It'll be great. Well, you know what? Uh, real quick, just speaking of that sort of thing. Um, the other day, well, actually, um, early the other night, uh, a, a good friend of mine works at the airport uh, a few nights a week when I work. So uh, we go for a spot together, and we were talking about uh, some like '80s movies that had like um, sports commentators who actually re-commentated um, uh, sports games, and we we're talking about Major League with uh, Wesley Snipes and Martin Sheen, right? You know, yeah, yeah. or Charlie, sorry, not Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen, sorry, Charlie Sheen, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we we're talking about that. We we're talking about Bob Buecher, who commentated for the Cleveland Indians and played for them as well, and. On Thursday, well, I guess it would have been like Friday morning. So Friday morning, about one o'clock in the morning. So I'm out with a, with a buddy of mine, Jeff. And I said, Jeff, you got to look at this. Could we, could we talk about the other day so you could look at this? And it was kind of best of Bob Buecher from, from Major League. It's like, oh, just outside. And it's a complete wide plate, right? Right. And, oh, that's <laughs> great, Bobby. What a, what a um, dynamite introduction. I guess your your uh, a real podcast is going to really well for you there, didn't it? So. <laughs> so but it's just super funny stuff like, like extremely like stupid but funny as well so i was like oh man like i really enjoy that so i know that's a little bit random sidetrack but kind of kind of sort of has to do with music kind of sort of wasn't he the guy that said something like um sports clothing companies pay me not to endorse their products <laughs> something like yes, that yes yes a, yeah, a, yeah. a, a, a little little um on the weird side, we'll call it to be politically yeah. correct. So, but let's get to man our last song of part one here, and then we're gonna kick it into high gear in about 10 15 minutes to part two in the, down the rabbit hole. But here we go with a band called the Ramshackers, Ramshackle, sorry. And they they did comments saying they were part of and have been involved with Rift Half, which is awesome. Nice. So, here we go with the Ramshackles and a song called Out of line do this
right on the Ram shackles without a line. That was funky, alternative, and uh, a little bit of pop mix in there. But what a great tune! And like I said, I'm pretty sure they in the email today found us to Rift Half, which is awesome. But great tune. Love the vocals. It just very just like oh man, I got so much. Remind me of Parliament actually. Nice. Nice, uh, yeah. I mean, that was brilliant. I I genuinely wasn't expecting the guitar solo. Um, just I love that. That was great. Um, the the whole rhythm section. I mean, the rhythm guitar as well was really, really super tight and funky, and just really got me going. And then the vocals, where they kind of got that punk garage, fucking I don't know what you call it. Just yeah. brilliant. Like it's it's shouting in tune i guess it's just fantastic um, i love it and it's a very um a very bright and vocal sound actually which is pretty good there's a few bands like goals and people like that um got that kind of thing going on which is great um i think i do remember i think there's a guy called andy in this band i'm pretty sure i met him at rift Taff event uh, it kind of rings a bell but i meet a lot of people well not recently right. but <laughs> <laughs> generally i meet a lot of people but yeah anyway they're that's, that's very cool this is a great band I love right it. on well right before i get to our well look uh dr to us out um, I promised a couple of uh, uh, stupid posts that people tweeted or Facebook. So the first one here is, why the fuck is there a birthday count for zero? Nobody turned zero. Old laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Genius. Okay. Uh, next, one up, next one up is heating up macking, M-A-C-K-I-N-G, cheese in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> And then next one up is, how am I, instead of supposed to, it says, how am I supposed to, like, actually, actually, so, the, the word supposed to know, right. it's like, oh my god, like, <laughs> and then, every second someone dies, every second someone is born, so why isn't our population zero? Oh my god. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's, so, that's deep and yeah, stupid. We'll, 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 we'll leave it with that, uh, that, 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 that uh, stupidity, and we'll be back in about 10, 15 minutes with part two and down the rabbit holes. Until then, we're going to let Dr. Greer take us out. Dig this. Memory banks of the supercomputer. Shrinky-ding that! Krigger out! For businesses around the world, today isn't a restart, it's a rethink. That's why they're partnering with IBM. Retailers are keeping their systems up as millions of orders move online. Call centers are using IBM Watson to manage customer questions with AI. And solutions built on the IBM cloud are helping patients receive trusted information. Today, we're rethinking how business moves forwards. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com smart uk to learn more.